You are tuning in to the Atlanta Realtors Rundown, the official podcast for the Atlanta Realtors. We're here to keep you updated with the latest trends, topics, and keep you in the know of our ever-changing Atlanta market. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I am Manny Racinos, your host, and I am very excited today because we are talking with Jody Taroni, and we will be uh, discussing relocation business here in Atlanta. This is a topic that a lot of our realtors have uh, asked about. So, Jody, welcome to the podcast. Great. Thank you for having me. Yes. Now, uh, before we kind of get started with uh, your your business and relocation and, and your clients there, I would love to hear a little bit more about your background and your current business. Okay. Well, I uh, actually went to school at Ohio State University, grew up in Ohio, and moved down here in 93. So I feel like I've been here long enough that that makes me almost local. Yes. (laughs) Um, And I started out, I got a degree in political science with a specialty in constitutional law and then somehow ended up in sports television and college athletics. So did that until I had children. And that is definitely kind of like real estate, no work-life balance. So stayed home with my two boys for several years and decided that my type A personality didn't work with staying home. Like I was literally looking for projects, (laughs) drive my late husband crazy. So I decided to go back to work. And I went into real estate because my dad was actually a realtor and a builder up in Ohio. So for me, that was a natural progression and something that I grew up around, you know, all my life, so. I love that. It's uh, I always love asking that question of the origin story of real estate, right? And it's amazing yeah. how we're influenced by sometimes that uncle or the parents or someone in that industry. So that's great. So definitely some experience there, at least from from memory. Yes. Um, and what's funny is here in Atlanta, you know, we have that joke that everyone is from somewhere else in Georgia, right? Or, or in Atlanta specifically. 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that totally opens us up to the conversation that we're going to have today. And that is yeah. relocation, right? So it's very interesting because it has become become a huge uh, topic within real estate and definitely mm-hmm. a huge uh, attraction for, for our business, right? It's definitely a lot of business going into those sectors. So let me ask you, how did you personally start attracting that clientele? Was it intentional? Did it just happen? No, it was very intentional. Um, my first brokerage did not have a relocation department. And so when I joined my current brokerage, they did. And they, shortly after I was with the firm, they actually hired a relocation director because they were starting to expand uh, that division of our our business. So as soon as she was hired, I immediately set up a lunch with her and decided to meet with her and introduce myself to her. Um, I definitely wanted to focus most of my business on referrals. But I thought that relocation would be a great way to fill in where needed. Um, And also during times when in a normal market, which we haven't felt that for a while, (laughs) (laughs) where there's a normal ebb and flow, there are times of years where typically we are a little slower. And I thought relocation would be great for that. Um, I also think that relocation is essentially three different kinds of relocation. So you have your corporate reload. 
you know, where you get the referrals from your relocation director at your firm. And then there's also agent to agent and then outgoing referrals. So I just thought all three of those combined would be a good addition to, you know, my revenue stream. So that is, I love hearing that. Uh, it sounds like there's a lot of work smarter, not harder there. Uh, 100%. Yeah, especially Absolutely. when you talked about going the referral route, right? Those are the easiest for us, the easier, uh, the highest conversion rate and everything for right. a business. Well, and especially then, I was only in the business two years. Mm -hmm. So I really feel like for new agents out there, I always tell everyone, it's like that third year is when it starts to come together. But the first two, man, you're grasping for any business you can get. Yeah. And that was just a, another way to to get some leads and get some instant business and more importantly, experience that then I can build on. Yeah, so. absolutely. That's I hope that new agents out there are listening to that because that is a, a one way you can generate that business when you don't have it already. One hundred percent. I get a lot of those questions uh, whenever I meet with possible mentees or people that are trying to get into the industry you know, uh, they maybe don't have that clientele yet. They just graduated college, you know, their right. friends aren't necessarily ready yet. No. <laughs> what do you do? Listen, you got to listen to Jody here. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so now you've been in Atlanta for a while, you know, mm -hmm. you definitely have seen this market. I know that many others are seeing it as well. There's been shifts there. So in your experience, how has the market, the, the housing market changed here in Atlanta over the years? In terms of buyers, I feel like the landscape of buyers has shifted dramatically. Yeah. Um, what I am seeing is essentially two out-of-market type of buyers. Uh, the first one is one where they can work from home, so they're no longer tied to living in an area that's commutable to their job. So it, it has caused them, we all know that the pandemic, and as much time as we spent at home, has really caused us to view how we're living and how we're living in our homes. And I find that uh, several of the buyers, about half of the relocations I deal with, are wanting to get to a different market. And I think Atlanta has been the draw. Some of it has been like political unrest or you know, increased crime in their area. A lot of it is, is climate you know, driven as well. We've got a great climate here. Although I know right now when you step out every day and it feels like a sauna, you may not be thinking that, but January you will. Yep. Um, and then cost of living too. I think a lot of people don't realize how affordable Atlanta is compared to other markets. So that is definitely a lot of it. Um, I've had like, for example, six buyers in the past two years just from Chicago. Wow. Um, I've had a ton from New York, California, Seattle, and then some from smaller markets. And then the other half of buyers that I'm seeing is definitely obviously tied to their jobs and the shift that companies are making to coming to Atlanta. And I did read where they said that the tech jobs in Atlanta have increased 15% over the last five years. And I live in Alpharetta, so a good chunk of my business is in Alpharetta. 
And we're literally, that was a big focus for Alpharetta was expanding and tapping into that tech sector when growing the city and city planning. So we're kind of known as the tech hub of the South. I think Austin might try to fight us for that, but I think we've got it <laughs> now. Um, but we do, it's interesting, we have actually a larger workforce coming into Alpharetta on a daily basis than we do people living in Alpharetta. And we now have over 700 tech companies. So for me, that's kind of what I'm seeing. And I'm seeing definitely more of the tech and then, you know, that second market where they're just wanting a better lifestyle. Yeah, that's very interesting that you bring that up because I personally can relate with both of those. So my family right. moved from Los Angeles, actually, mm -hmm. and moved here. And it was for those reasons that you mentioned in that first half, right? A lot of that, uh, you know, cost of living and, and what Atlanta has to offer. And then I personally then also worked in tech before I went into real estate. Okay. So I started to see that shift where companies, mm -hmm. big companies were coming and they don't just bring, you know, an office full of people. No. We're talking about their building, you Major know. Major shifts. Yes, I yeah. mean, State Farm alone, if you look at mm -hmm. what they created right there by Perimeter Mall in Dunwoody, I was there when they were building that up and all of a sudden we saw them take over that whole area with their, right. with their work, play, live, all mm -hmm. of that. So it's amazing that that you're definitely tapped into that, and uh, and you know Austin Austin can uh, can wait for us to, to <laughs> keep developing here. Yeah, exactly. they can take a backseat. <laughs> they got their music. They got their festivals. They're there you good. Go. We'll just take tech, <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, we'll take this. <laughs> I love it. Now, are there other sectors of business that you see that are really creating some uh, relocation opportunities? Yeah. So me personally. Um, it is a lot of the tech. So I've had several from Microsoft, several from Google, um, Honeywell. Uh, Pepsi has expanded, which, you know, is frightening. We're in Coke country here. <laughs> there again, they, they might want to tame that down a little bit, Correct. but still they're expanding. Yeah. Um, and I have had some of the typical ones, like, of course, the Coke, you know, the UPS. Um, I've had several in the chemical engineering space, like Solvay. Um, I know that television, you know, entertainment is a lot. Sadly, that was my job before and I haven't had any. So I'm, <laughs> I'm really hoping eventually I will. Um, I have had some automotive, General Motors. That was another one. Um, and then it's interesting. I would say over the last probably six months, we're seeing more in the healthcare. Uh, more doctors moving down and expansion in the healthcare sectors as well. Yeah, I can agree. I can agree with all of those. Uh, what's interesting is I do also a lot of business in that East Atlanta area, East mm -hmm. Point, and I have, I've actually seen a lot of that film and TV, you know, yes. the crews coming over and, and purchasing and and it's, it's interesting. You mentioned Alpharetta, right? I had one that came in. You'd think they'd live somewhere, you know, within Atlanta. They work here at the studios. However, they went and lived out in Grayson. You know, they yeah. <laughs> took me out to Grayson. So it is, there's some amazing opportunities in these relocation um, clients that you never know where it's going to take you. Right. It's a fascinating part of this, this sector for sure. So now that we've talked about how to possibly try and get these clients and where they're coming from, I know that's a big question that a lot of the, mm -hmm. the, uh, the realtors have had that I've I've spoken with, um, you know, I'd love to get some tips of the trade. We spoke earlier. You are one of those realtors that I love to have conversations with because you are willing to share, right? Right. We love to be able to, to help each other out. There is business for everyone. So let's Absolutely. get into some, let's get some into some meat and potatoes that I know a lot of listeners are going to want to know about. So sure. 
the process, right? Once right. you have that referral, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. what are the top three questions that you usually want to get answered uh, to really fulfill the client's needs? Well, and actually, it's not three questions. Okay. Um, I would have to say it's it's my system. Um, those agents that know me are laughing right now. So just y'all be quiet. Um, I love my systems and I have a checklist for everything. And sometimes my checklists have checklists. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I love that sense of control. So the first thing I do is I, I research the client. That's the number one thing. I'm going to research them across social media to try to get a sense of how they live. Um, because if I'm seeing them running out on trails and very outdoorsy, then that's going to be a different type of buyer than if they're posting, they're going to star, I call them Starbucks and Target buyers. Uh -huh. If I have a buyer that's in Starbucks and Target all the time, then I know, okay, I'm going to have to make sure they're in an area where they can have access to those. And if it's someone real outdoorsy, then let's play up the fact that we have trail systems here and things like that. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Then the second thing that I do is I look at what they do. And I'll go on their corporate websites. I'll go on LinkedIn, read their profiles. Because they're, again, I think what a person does says a lot of how they do business, whether it's professionally or personally. And I think it clues you into then what part of their brain are they going to use more and, and where you need to target your information. For example, if I have an accountant, I know that, or a financial planner, I'm going to go a little more data heavy. Um, then if I do somebody in sales, for example, I know, whoo, look out, they're going to be a negotiator and they're going to be tough in that arena. Um, so I think kind of having that in advance really helps. And then I try to treat them somewhat similar to a normal buyer as far as I send out a huge buyer questionnaire that I have them complete. Um, that way I can know more about their personality, more about what they're looking for, what they love in their current home, what they don't love. And then I also want to know their experiences because we all know if you have a bad experience in the past, you're going to be hyper-focused on that, whether it's an experience with a previous realtor or whether it's an experience with a house. Like if you have a structural engineer or engineering issue with a previous home, you're going to be hyper-focused on that in the inspection. And then I can kind of head the inspector off that, hey, this is going to be real concern. Let's focus on it. Um, and then from there, I tend to deal with a lot of executives. So I take a very corporate approach. Because mm -hmm. if there's one thing that bothers me about real estate is that I think, unfortunately, we get the perception that we're kind of like a used salesperson. Or we're just somebody that opens doors and lets you in the house. I don't want that. I want to take a consultative approach. So I do approach it more from a corporate side. So we'll go through the questionnaire. We'll actually do a buyer consultation in the office always. I have an agenda printed. So I'm very corporate-minded in how I do that. Um, but particularly if you've got a VP of whatever, they're, they're going to love that, and you're going to separate yourself from the rest of their experiences. And I always feel like with Reload, that's the big thing. I'm highly competitive, so I know these people move several times. 
So I want to make sure their experience with me is totally different and heads and shoulders better than any experience that they've had. Um, So that's kind of what I do. And then from there, I have what my, some of my clients have called a playbook, whereas I explain the entire system, uh, because even though they've bought and sold before, it is, we all know it's vastly different per state. So they've got it all laid out, how it works here, how we're going to make an offer, terms of the offer. And then I had them up already on the market data. So particularly when it was super crazy, I know we're kind of starting to hopefully come out of the nuts that we had before, but I told my clients we're going to go fast to go slow. So I'm going to train you up front on what's happening here in the market hyper-local. And then when you find that house, we'll revisit the stats that pertain to that house. So then by the time we were ready to make an offer, they're like, how aggressive do I need to go? It wasn't like trying to catch them up on that on the fly. So I know I digressed a bunch, but that's kind of what I do. No, I actually. You know, when I first get a new client. Yeah, no, I definitely follow that that trajectory of what you just you just put out. I mean, I'll tell you, it sounds like you do something that I think we as realtors should be striving to do with. Absolutely. You're creating value in yourself. 100%. And you're doing it through your systems, your research. Obviously, you understand that data is king in today's yes. day and age. And, it is. And that's actually when you're working with relocation clients, like you said, a lot of times in the corporate world, that's one of the biggest pieces of information they can have about their clientele, their business, their whatever it is, right? They want to have data. You're you're collecting that. Right. Um, that's amazing. And then as far as, as what you mentioned of, of really hearing the client's needs, doing that research, it's, it's amazing that we live in Atlanta. I'm very proud of our city because you just mentioned, okay, what if your interest is the outdoors? Right. Oh my gosh, how we many options? Something for everyone. Exactly. <laughs> if you're a traveler, hello, we've got... The best airport in the world, in my opinion, yeah. here well, in Atlanta. Well, and who can four hours to a beach? I know? mean, really, yes. So there's <laughs> yeah. so many, uh, you know, a foodie. We've got some mm-hmm. great restaurants here in Atlanta. So it's amazing that we get to do it here in, in our city for sure. So now let's hear, you know, maybe some of the stories or, or, or the biggest challenges when working with relocation clients as opposed to, you know, let's say a Georgia resident or someone that's been in the area already. Right. So there are, there are several challenges. Um, the, the biggest one that I find is Georgia real estate law. We, we are really different. Um, the best education that I ever had was I had a client who was actually a real estate agent up in New York. And she and her husband were transferring down here. And that, I mean, at times it was painful, but it was such the education because she's like, we don't do it that way in New York. And the attorneys handle that. And when is the attorney going to do this and that? So that, I think, is a huge challenge and something that you need to know. Um, Like, for example, Chicago, I had a client say, Um, well, can you just see what's out there on the PLN? And I'm like, oh, honey, we don't have a private listing network. (laughs) And they may not either here soon. (laughs) You know, that's being challenged in the law as well. Um, But yeah, trying to educate them, because I think everyone who's purchased homes before and executives, they've purchased many, they think they know what they're doing until you get into the nuts and bolts. And, And I always tell them, look, you know, just humor me. Know you've bought a lot of homes, but no matter what your experience level is, 
we're doing that by our consultation and I'm going to educate you from the Georgia standpoint and you start getting into it. And then all of a sudden they're like blown away by the differences. So that's one. Um, Good Lord, our daggone square footage, man. Yes. <laughs> that is an issue. And like you said, you you lived in California. Um, I did as well. I had a stint in, in Orange County where even my backyard was measured in square footage. You know, my backyard was 1,800 square feet, which that was huge. <laughs> yep. But trying to educate the buyers here that we're, you know, we just kind of started with square footage. Sometimes it's not always accurate because it pulls from the tax records and we're not so tied to that so much. Um, so that's one thing. And then the other thing is literally sometimes it's the design of the homes. Um, I think it's always so funny. My clients there from New York and Michigan, you get them on one of our huge, very tall decks because we have walkout basements and you literally see their knees shake. (laughs) They're (laughs) like, why are we so high up off the ground? And then you take them into a rare basement that has no windows. They think it's great. And I have to point out to them, okay, this is not the norm here. And this could be a challenge selling later on. Um, And I think, too, knowing that they do move so often, a lot of these. So you have to be mindful of what could be their timing, you know, especially in this market. If if it looks like they're going to move in five years, then we need to shop differently for a home. We got to make sure it's going to be a home they can resell and not lose their shirt on. Um, And then the other challenge, which um, I'm going to make my relocation director probably cringe when she hears this, but (laughs) paperwork, obviously, holy, you know, the paperwork is just, it can be a challenge. Yeah. But at the same time, though, as much as I hate like the BMAs, and the ERCs that we have to do, which basically, in my opinion, is doing an appraisal mm-hmm. on the home. It looks like one, you know, and the information is very similar to an appraisal. It is a pain, but I will tell you, especially for new agents, I feel like it makes you a better agent. Yes. Going through that process teaches you pricing for your next listings. Um, so I feel like that is, is really crucial going through that. Um, And then the other thing that can kind of be a pain is it's definitely more transactional and it's more business. You know, I find that when I get a referral for a client from a friend or former client, those new clients, no offense, they tend to behave themselves a little more. That's true. (laughs) I had one that actually was a relocation uh, with another agent in our office and it went really badly. And this woman was a complete, utter handful. So I had to take it over halfway through and and carry it across the finish line. And it went beautifully. It was so easy. Well, the reason was, was she had a cousin that I knew. She found out that I knew that cousin on Facebook. Wow. Her whole personality changed. Behaved a little better there. (laughs) She behaved a little better. Yeah, my experience was a little different, which I felt so bad about for the other agent. But... You know, that is true. So you do kind of have to go into it knowing you may not get the warm and fuzzies that you do with a a close referral or friend, you know, from your spear. It is going to be a little more transactional. 
And then that also goes into the attorneys and the lenders as well, which I hate to say. This is the part that will make my relocation director cringe. But if you have a buyer that's using a national lender um, and they're not used to working with you, you may have a lot more issues. You know, you're going to have a greater likelihood that you're going to have appraisal issues because they're not using a local appraisal pool. Um, And then sometimes the attorneys, you know, they need that relocation business. That's why they're, you know, one of the partners. And sometimes that doesn't always go as smoothly as the attorneys you're used to using on a regular basis. So I think you have to go into it knowing it's, it's a source of business you didn't have before. There is going to be a little more paperwork to it. The vendors may not behave like the ones that are trying to keep your business, but you're going to get so much out of it from experience, especially if you're a new agent. Absolutely. You know, I, I love that all of this is, is resounding with me because there's something you mentioned here that seems to be a theme, and that is education to your client seems to be key. 100%. Because even if it's the, okay, I'm going to behave because I know someone, we yeah. have a mutual <laughs> friend or family, or yeah. if it's that, you know, are you sure client who's going to question every move we 100%. make as agents? Um, if you've prepared them, you can always go back to that, right? Absolutely. And of course, as agents, we know we're going to have, we're going to have some, some headache clients. We're going to mm-hmm. have some times where we have to take deep breaths. Mm-hmm. But if we can always go back to, all right, well, let's talk about when we met. Let's talk mm-hmm. about that handbook that I I, that mm-hmm. I gave you that agenda, right? Yes. Um, then things will go a little smoother. That seems to be the case here. They do. Yeah. And if I see anything in this business, uh, dealing with buyers, whether it's relocation or otherwise, the agents skip that and they immediately put them in the car and just start showing them homes. And then they wonder why they've showed 40 homes and they don't have that buyer under contract. Yeah. Well, it, it's, you know, sometimes it's the, the client, but most of the time it's you and your processes. So, and particularly with relocation, when you're dealing with executives, that one buyer consultation immediately separates you apart from any other agent they've worked with. All of my relocation clients, none of them have ever said that an agent did a buyer consultation. I'm always the first one. Wow. So that is an entire shift because right there, yeah, they don't know you. They don't know your background like your friends and Spear do, but that separates you and automatically puts you on a playing level as being a consultant and not that used car salesman that we're trying to get away from. Absolutely. And uh, you're, you're showing your f- that you have foresight in that, right? right? I mean, when they're meeting mm-hmm. with you, and again, these are executives, sometimes are people that are used to moving, that kind of thing. You're already thinking, hey, this house might be a problem in case your company does move you in three right. years, four years, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's amazing. So that is some really great information for, you know, our listeners. I know I've been learning about the processes and, and love, you know, the, uh, the systems that you have in place for that. It sounds like there's oh, yeah. a lot of checkpoints to make sure that you are prepared and that you show your client your value. Um, so before we kind of wrap up here, I want to ask one last question. Mm-hmm. I want to learn more, right? Let's say there's that that agent that just got started. Relocation sounds like the way to go. Are yes. there any certifications, courses, or anything that you would recommend if someone is interested in focusing in that space? Well, there are. I mean, there's all kinds of certifications you can do. 
Um, quite honestly, have I done them? No. Okay. <laughs> um, no. That's good to it, know. Yeah. Instead, um, what I do is a lot of the big relocation companies, they will offer training kind of towards their systems and how they want things done. So anytime that is offered, no matter how busy I am, I take those courses. So I always do those. Um, and then I think it's really important to always, like my firm does relocation training several times a year, whether you're doing it for the very first time and have no reload experience or like a follow-up, which is like a phase two. If you've done reload, here's how to refine the process. Um, definitely do those as well. And then I just think if you're a new agent just getting started, do all the education, get all your systems in place and the processes and how you want to do things early because I can't tell you how many agents I've seen get to year two and three and they've been flying by the seat of their pants and haven't done the training and all of a sudden they're busy and it's hard to do it at that point. So oh. that, would be, that would be my um, suggestion. And then to really remember to that dealing with out-of-state or out-of-town buyers is not just the corporate relocations, but it's the agent-to-agent. So you constantly want to be building those um, relationships. And then also um, through other locations, um, agent-to-agent deals or whether it's outgoing so anytime a client of mine is moving that's and I'm I'm listing their home I want to know where they're going you know obviously sometimes they're staying here and I can help them find their next home but if they're moving then I'm definitely telling them oh well let me interview your next agent let me help you select that agent so you have a similar experience to what I'm giving you Absolutely. Um, and that's like my late husband, you say mailbox money. Mm -hmm. I mean, that you have <laughs> one conversation with an agent in Florida, they're doing the work and you're just, it's another easy stream of revenue. So, and I think a lot of people forget that one. Yes. No, that is definitely something to keep in mind. You have given us a lot to think about, Joni. Good. I am so, ex so Jody, sorry. <laughs> I am so excited that we got to sit down and chat. Um, thank you so much for your time and advice. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was an honor to be on here, and I'm, I'm very thankful for the opportunity. So thank you. Fun. Thank you. And to all of you listening in, thank you as well. Until next time, have a great one, fellow realtors. Thank you for tuning in to the Atlanta Realtors Rundown. Please subscribe, and for more information on how to get engaged, check us out at atlantarealtors.com. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode.